One, steady, Freddy, Betty, go. Go. Hey, guys. We want to welcome you to another Inclusion Squad podcast with Tatiana Minuara and Amanda Moon. And I got to tell you, Moon, I'm really enjoying doing this podcast, guy. And I, I really hope that you guys are enjoying it, too, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like. It's been such a blast having Toria, having Rachel on here so far. Exactly. So, yeah, we have... You know, plenty of things to talk about, lots of stuff we like to ramble about. So we figured out, let's do this for posterity. Let's do this for you guys. Right. And so that's why we're here. Yes. So, um, like always, we're going to give you a couple updates about the company. Yes. We were going to throw a launch party on July 29th. We've decided to push that back. We just want to make sure that everybody that can be there could be there. You know what I mean? So we wanted to give everybody some time to just... Get to know us, like, in the meantime, instead of throwing a party, we're going to be throwing to you guys a little mixers where you guys don't have to worry about paying to get in. You know, it's just going to be a nice venue where you guys can come, have fun, know about the missions of the company, the values that we stand for, and you guys can just have fun. And, you know, when we have, like, a serious event, you guys, pretty sure you guys will be more than willing to, you know, participate however you can. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, in addition to pushing back the party, um, we're still working on 99 Problems and Bitch Made 100. Exactly. We are writing episodes for that. Um, as you know, now we have Bearcat Alley. We've been working on that for a while. Um, Rachel's still developing episodes for that as well. In the meantime, we will be, you know, doing these podcasts, putting up videos for the Wolf's Dog Vlent, <laughs> the Wolf's <laughs> Den Vlog. <laughs> <laughs> The Wolf's Den vlog and then videos with Tati over there. So Yeah, and I don't know if you guys noticed today we are recording in the kitchen. And, you know, so if you guys hear a little bit of a bounce here and there, this is just like underground production. But pretty soon we're going to be in a nice studio, guys. Just watch. I can't wait for that moment. Because we're like dealing with pots and pans here and <laughs> trying to make this like legit as possible. So anyway, we're going to go straight on in. It is Pride Month. We talked a little bit about Pride um, the last podcast, but we felt like we didn't really go super in-depth about it. And this is a month for the LGBT community, and we are the gay agenda. So it just makes sense that we do a podcast based on Pride. So let's just go ahead and step on in. Tati, Mm -hmm. do you know how Pride started? If I know how Pride started, well, I think Pride started in 19... 60s like right after a movement that happened in the u.s where a lot of people were like criticized and it was a lot of critics on mental health issue and i think i forgot exactly what happened but something really happened in the end of 60s that propelled the first pride yeah you're almost right on point so it actually started in um manhattan in greenwich village the stonewall riots if you're familiar yeah. 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 So in 1969, and guys, I'm not if I'm not historic historically accurate, just like yell at us in the comment section, <laughs> particularly me. Um, you know, Google, Wikipedia, and just general knowledge that I have. Um, you know, that's that's all I got to offer for right now. So started in Greenwich Village um, in Manhattan. Um, basically, what ended up happening was there was a bunch of police raids um, going on during this time, particularly to the LGBT community. Um, We've always been a victimized community, and that is especially true back in the late 1960s. And so um, the Stonewall Riot happened because in Greenwich Village, there was a police raid on a particular night. And so fed up with all this bullshit, all this extortion shit from the cops, the community just essentially got together and said, enough is enough. And we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're proud people, you know, we shouldn't be subject to these things. It's totally unconstitutional. So due to the Stonewall riot, which the police force was not anticipating at all, um, the following year in 1970 was the first pride parade. And so really cool, you know, 1970, um, we're much further away from that now, but it's cool to know a little bit of background on how this all started. Absolutely. And, you know, guys, it started because people were really getting fed up of being put aside and judged a way that they're not, you know, you know, people judging them behaving like animals almost, you know, people put to shame all the time. Right. Well, when you back anything into a corner, you know, 
enough is enough when you prod something so many times it's you know we get fed up and you know it's we still suffer much persecution it's definitely not what it was back then but um you know in the 1960s 1970s you know exactly what you said you know the 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 mental health aspect of it everybody thought whoever was part of the LGBT community is sick in the mind. People still think that to, the, to this day. To this day. And we have to be really careful, you know, like the, especially as that works with media, you know, and I feel like back then people, it, it was either two things. They were really aware of how powerful media is to the point of influence people to however they want people to feel and think, or they were clueless, right? Because right. you have all these films that came out, you know, and, all you know Hitchcock is a really good example cycle right. you know where there's a guy that dresses like a woman you know his mother and he kills people that you know in other words a, a man that dresses like a woman is a transgender right you know so when you like when you grow up and you think about oh my god a, a person that is different than me that dresses like a, a woman or different that they're gonna be a killer or they're gonna be you know, pedophiles, or they're going to be whatever right. it is that the media implied that these people are. Right, no, absolutely. You know, and absolutely. it happened a lot with a lot of movies. Right. You know. Right, and especially back then when you only have a select few things to watch, you know, a lot of people are getting their information from that singular source. So, And I remember this movie that I couldn't remember last time that we talked about, Basic Instinct. Ah, uh, you, you know, finally remembered the finally movie. Finally remembered. Because, <laughs> you know, it was one of the first films that I saw that had lesbians on them. And I was right. like, wow, this is amazing. But she's being accused of a murder. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Naturally. Yeah. All lesbians do is... Just pick up that knife and pick up the knife just because they like scissoring they feel like they're oh, gonna wow. use this thing. <laughs> <laughs> graphic graphic well and i think it's interesting in the stonewall inn um particularly in this club it was a large population of gay men and cross-dressing slash transgender individuals who are there um not that cross-dressers or trans people are the same they're not um but that was mostly the community i mean there were some lesbians here and there but really it was like I think what really heated this moment was when the raid happened in the Stonewall Inn, um, they would arrest anybody who cross-dressed, which is crazy yeah. if you think about it. Wow, yeah. like, I just put on a particular set of clothes and I'm going to go to jail for that? Like, how f***ed is that? Yeah. Um, go to jail or being beat to death, you know. Right, being right. Being taken, you know, however way they could into a negative way. Right. But yeah. it inspired something really cool. and oh, um yeah. You know, the following year, you know, Pride, the first Pride Parade we know um, happened, you know, in 1970, which is, is not really only cool. that, it was when the movement on mental health started actually changing. You know, I forgot the name of this, this psychiatrist that wrote an article that gave a like this new point of view of how should mental health really should be attributed to people. Right. right. Like what what are really the behavior that we should look for? Right, not just attribute people that are different with having a mental health issue. Right, you know. So it was actually many good things that happened. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Out of that well, I mean, unfortunate from, event. Right. Know? Well, from that one event spurred Pride, and Pride is celebrated in over forty countries to this day. So that's just amazing. One incident inspired so, Pride parades all over the world to celebrate this community like think about that for a moment guys like that's how powerful we can be yeah you know what i mean so going off that vein tati what does pride mean to you wow pride means to me <laughs> like i can't express who i am without shame you know pride means to me that i can go in the street and i can walk and i can be myself and i can hold hands with my girlfriend and i can see other people like me having fun just enjoying who they are i think that's pride means to me like like i'm proud of who i am yeah absolutely i mean pride for me yeah i would summarize it probably the same i think it allows me to be the person i am and not feel any sort of shame about it because, you know, we've mentioned in this just first five minutes just how much persecution we suffer for being ourselves. And this is one way that we can show people of the world, like, hey, we're not these villains that you think we are. 
you know, we just want the same decency that's attributed to everyday people who are outside of the LGBT community. And, so, and the term being in the closet doesn't really apply to us because we don't want to be shushed into a closet, you know what I mean? Like, we want to be out on the street proud and about. Right. You know? Absolutely. When was your first pride? Do you remember? I think my first pride was probably here in L.A. Yeah. Or in Brazil, maybe. You know, I can't really remember where was my first pride. It was either here in Brazil or in New York City. Huh. Mm -hmm. My first pride, I believe, was in Houston. And I was in college at the time. And it was really strange for me because (laughs) this was the first time that I just saw such a huge gathering of people that are similar to me. And I just remember, like, thinking, I looked around everybody, like, everywhere I looked, there was people just like me doing regular old things <laughs> that you see. Sorry. <laughs> She's a klutz, y'all. Um, yeah, just doing normal things that people do every day, hold hands, kiss, celebrate. <laughs> I mean, of course, there's a bunch of, like, people in thongs and wearing, like, flags and shit like that, but, you know... Despite, despite all of that, um, it just really hit me. It really hit me, like, just how prevalent the community is. Because I grew up in a town where I only knew one queer person growing up. And she was the one that changed my life. But I didn't know her until I was 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So these people were non-existent to me until my late teens, my mid-late teens. And so to see a collection of people mm-hmm. just like me and mm-hmm. them being very large numbers and in a very conservative state at that was just like, whoa, whoa. I mean, there were some events that <laughs> went on during Pride that I probably shouldn't talk about. Why while. not? <laughs> I don't want to call out no friends because we, you know, there were some things that happened. I'm sure the friends are going to like to hear this and remember. No, but no. I will shout out to my uh, my best friend Lacey here and Gayla. Um, yeah, we were there and it was my first one. It must have been like my sophomore or junior year in college. Um, mm. But yeah, there was... Yeah, it was it was cool. It was really cool. Um, when you did experience it for the first time, I know I kind of like went into my feelings about it, but like, what was the takeaway yeah. for you? Wow, I mean, I just love the the vibe, you know. Like when you are around the group of people that are like you, and everybody accepts you, you know, like equal. It, it, it there's a different feeling, you know. Like the energy is there, like the happiness and. You know, I experienced all of that, you know, that joy, you know. Right. No, there's an overwhelming, like, mm-hmm. sense of joy, no doubt. Like, oh, man, I, I, if, I wish I could just do it justice to, like, people who aren't inside the community because, I mean, there's just nothing that's, like, comparable at all when you see finally a group that's like you and in large numbers. And, like, Yes, some parts of pride can be, like, sexualized very heavily, but it's more Mm -hmm. of, like, not because, you know, they're just doing it for the sake of doing it. It's almost like a protest in itself Mm -hmm. when when they're sexualizing themselves because typically the the LGBT community is so demonized and we're so sexualized on TV, and this was kind of a way for them to be like, well, yeah, we could be sexy. Fuck, like, like. Yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, like, you know, Netflix, you know, attributed, you know, that cartoon um, bu- 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 which one um the one the we were talking about it the other day netflix included made a mistake and put the oh character, the babadook babadook the babadook put the babadook under the gay section so netflix put the babadook under the gay section right guys and because you know the community is always being like <laughs> demonized and things like that they're like okay we're going to keep him as our mascot he's our icon now <laughs> you know so now the babadook is part of the lgbt community yeah yeah i mean i remember talking to you about that um yeah, because we're so demonized all the time, and then, you know, it was just like a slip by Netflix, and there you know, a demon character being part of the LGBT, LGBT community, we're like, okay, well, we're demons, apparently, and we're just gonna embrace the Babadook, because... It's just like you're talking about embracing sexuality, you know, right. it's like embracing, so we embrace... However it is that people are trying to judge us, but I think the end of the day, what we're trying to show people is like, we're all the same. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're all the same. Well, even if we're not the same, like, that still doesn't mean we should be excluded from, exactly. like, humanity. You know, we could be a little bit different. We could do some whoa, good. Whoa, whoa. It's not like we're all the same in a way, like, um, we don't have differences in between us. Because, look, I'm black, you white. You know, I'm Brazilian, you Mexican. Mm-hmm. We're different. Meaning we're all the same. It's like, we're all human beings. Totally. We're all the same in that regard. Right. But we're different, and those differences that they should be accepted. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when it doesn't no harm to anybody. You know, if there was, like, some harming aspect to being gay, then I would absolutely say. Because, you know, at the end of the day, people who hate other people, like, they're just, like, hating on themselves. They don't know how to deal with some things. They can't come forward, you know. They don't know how to talk about it. You know, they don't try to solve it. They just hate, and then they want to kill because that thing, like, threatens them of something they feel on themselves, and they just can't handle it. So people would talk about it, try to resolve it. I think it would be more you know equality in the world absolutely you know well speaking of that um i'm sure you've heard or you've seen like on the internet um or maybe somebody heterosexual that you know and they're like well why isn't there a heterosexual pride like how do what do you think about that do you think there should be a heterosexual pride well i mean why not you know, if they're proud of... I think people, everybody, regardless of their labels, they should be proud of who they are. And if the heterosexuals want to have, you know, a pride, they should. Because at the end of the day, the heterosexuals, they do make the babies. You know, even though, like, the gay community, they do produce babies and things like that. But it's like how we, you know, it's like... Like, I would love to make a baby with a woman. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, that's not possible through science. So the heterosexuals should celebrate the fact that they can do that to keep us humans alive, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's not a bad way to look at it, I guess. I mean, I guess I've never really thought about it in that aspect before. I'd say if hetero people decide they want to throw a pride parade together, then be my guest. I don't really see that happening. Um, But I think mostly people who say that, and it's not every single person just most of the people I've encountered it's purely anecdotal um people who say that there needs to be a heterosexual pride and I just sit there and like why do you think you need a pride like you're celebrated every day for being just straight and without you even understanding the privilege that you have like we have pride because we're victimized all the time and we're demonized all the time and this is a way to show people like hey we're not that at all Mm-hmm. And we're constantly marginalized. I can't get... If I were to write on a, a healthcare form, oh, I'm bisexual, um, a housing form, I'm bisexual. Uh, when I apply for a job, I'm bisexual. Those are grounds for people to discriminate against me just for being that. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so, feeding off of what you said, I give you another reason why heterosexual people should have pride. To celebrate the fact that they don't hate gay people they don't hate people that you know different than them that's a reason for them to have a pride like hey we accept different people we accept all genres we accept all races we accept all choices so what i would i would counter why not them just join the parades that we have already why do they have to i think a lot of i think a lot of hero people yeah i see a lot of straight people there and thank you guys so much for being there like if you're there supporting your friend or supporting your family member like kudos to you um you know because you are the pillar or one of the many pillars of that person that you're supporting Mm -hmm. i know if i would have i mean i've had straight friends come with me to pride before and i felt like they enjoy it they love it yeah i don't know absolutely i just it was like a really warm feeling i think sometimes they enjoy it more because they don't have to worry about like hooking up with anybody when i go to a parade i go crazy because i don't know where to look left and right there's like a target you know (laughs) she hones in on the ladies and she'll try to pounce on it i mean i don't disagree necessarily with what you're saying i just most of the people I encounter, when they say that there should be a heterosexual pride, it's really to just shoot down the notion that... It's really to shoot down the fact that there's a queer pride, right? 
Um, well, I don't know what you, I don't I mean, know what your experience has like, been. I know it's just like because everybody want to hate, just like all Black Lives Matter, and everybody said like all lives matter. You know, it's just that like people cannot accept that people want to celebrate their differences. You know, and then everybody feels like they everybody should be celebrated, and I feel like I'm giving you reasons for them to celebrate themselves, for them right. to celebrate their pride. You know, it should be a pride. Of the fact that they're responsible for, you know, humankind, you know, for procreation. Babies to be born. I'm getting very maternal right now. I think I might want to have a baby really soon. Maybe like in a year or something. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I give kudos for the heterosexual people. Yeah, I know. mean, like I said, if you guys rally together and have one, by all means, have fun. Have fun. I just don't think that there's really a need for that to happen. Your community is not marginalized like other communities are and really yeah, all they pride have about mother's day they have father's day right. they have you know kids day they have perfect all those, examples yeah yeah i mean my my sentiments lie in like most people who think that pride exists is just to like flaunt the fact that they're gay it's like no i just want to be included that's mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. i don't want to go to a job and be discriminated because i'm gay mm-hmm. or i don't want to be denied housing or health care because i'm gay yeah. i don't want to be sent to a concentration camp like in Chechnya because if you know about that in Russia there are gay people to this day this moment right now that are being locked up and going into concentration camps in Chechnya Russia like that's so crazy it's happening right now I hate to break it to you but it's happening right here in America too with those churches that say that people right. should be sent to it the so conversion the, therapy the schools co- conversion therapy schools is happening right. right here right and it's you know, Miami which is funny. Miami is like, I think, one of the biggest places. Don't quote me on that because I haven't done the research. But it's funny because we had, you know, the event that we're going to talk about. Right. And, 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 and Pulse, going you know? on the same vein, right? Like, why isn't there conversion therapy for straight people? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the point I'm trying to make here. Maybe I'm not making sense. I don't know. It's like well, there 2 is, o'clock in the in morning In a way, right there is conversion. There used to be conversion therapy for straight people when we go back dealing with the case of mental health, where people would be electrocuted because, you know, they wanted to fix their mental health issues. Well, but or, it wasn't because they are straight. They got put into conversion therapy. You see, you understand the difference yeah, now? Like, exactly. they, they, I mean, straight people did go under conversion therapy for, like, other mental health issues, but it yeah. was never because of their sexuality. Yeah. That, and that's, that's the precise reason why People kids, are put into right, those types right, of, Right, right, know, right, right. So, torture. Yeah. So, do you feel... Now that we've kind of like talked about outside of the community mm-hmm. a little bit, do you feel like there's a positive impact from Pride to those outside of our community? So like a parade happens, what do you think is the takeaway from, you know, people who are not part of the LGBT community? So what's my takeaway? I feel like the takeaway for the people that's not part of the gay community, mm-hmm. I think the takeaway is to help them accept no, but do you think it, like, actually does? Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely do, because the next day, everybody's putting pictures, you know, all the newspapers are talking about it. If there is, like, an important speaker that spoke at the event and caused an impact on people, people will be talking about it, as people do often, right. you know. So, yeah, I think there it, it really resonates, you know, everywhere I think it's very important yeah no I agree with you 100% I mean the more visibility a community has the more likely it's to be heard mm-hmm. by people who aren't inside the community and my understand then if there's even a spark of interest they're going to do some research and learn about the community itself so I totally think it does have a positive impact I mean Sure, there are those, you know, like protesters, like the the Christian protesters that go in and stuff. But they're so minuscule compared to like what the actual impact to people who aren't inside of the community. Like I really do feel like Pride does a good job of showing the world, like, hey, there's a lot of us. We're not demons. We're not perverse. No, we're not this and that. Um, so I'm very thankful that you know these parades are put together and whoever orchestrates them like kudos to you yeah you know whoever donates to these things like you know i applaud you but i think Thank the camera is about to go support. out <laughs> Pause time Woohoo!
somewhere back in. Um, yes. I think we explained in the last podcast that this like camera only runs for a certain amount of time. We don't have a camera person, so we're the one operating the camera. So we have to like kind of keep an eye on the clock of when this footage is going to run out. <laughs> so sorry to everybody who is like, why did it cut off all of a sudden? So yeah. there's the explanation. Um, what was I going to ask? Um, did... I mean, obviously, I was with you, but for the um, listeners and for the viewers, did you go to Pride this year? Uh, yeah, we went on Friday, and unfortunately, I got a little sick, guys, and I couldn't go on Saturday or Sunday. But I went on Friday, and I loved it. You know, like said, I like I told you, you know, I love to have fun, and I love to see my people having fun. So yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was extremely colorful, as always. <laughs> this was my first. I, I mean, obviously, she just said we both went, so. Um, we went on Friday night, actually kind of like early afternoon. Um, we had a friend, Ashley McCormick, who was DJing at, um, one of the, uh, bars, um, God, why can't, the Revolver? Yeah. Yeah, the Revolver. Yeah, Revolver. Um, which coincidentally was actually the first bar I applied to when I lived here in LA. It was actually <laughs> a really funny story, but I'll, I'll get into that in a moment. Um, we went there because she was DJing and we wanted to support her and, yeah. We were just running around. We went to a bar that I used to work at, which is right next door. It's called the Flaming Saddles. Got to see all my, like, um, my former coworkers, Mm -hmm. which was really nice. I hadn't seen them in a hot minute. It's kind of a trek to get to West Hollywood without any sort of vehicle. I mean, sure, I could get an Uber, but, you know, money is (laughs) tight. A little tight for good reason because we are trying to make shit happen here. So, um... We went to Pride. It was short-lived, unfortunately. Um, like she said, she got sick. But, yeah, um, there was a resist march that happened on Saturday. On su- Sunday, right? Saturday. Saturday or Sunday. It was Saturday or Sunday. We unfortunately didn't get to go. Um, I really, really wanted to. But I thought it was really cool because lately, and and, I, and I've worked only the, the past couple of Prides. This was the first one I actually had off, which was really cool. But, um. I've I've noticed as of late, like Pride's been really commercialized, and not in like a really positive way. Like I feel like a lot of businesses kind of take advantage of the fact that it's Pride, and it's like, oh, rainbow this, rainbow that. Mm-hmm. But then like the other three hundred and sixty four days of the year, they don't like they really, don't really they don't really give a rat's ass about the community. I yeah. mean, that's just how I I view it. I'm not saying I'm right. I saw about Target my, doing that. They came up with this whole thing for the pride. <laughs> For the pride only parade. So I don't know if they're really just like pigging back off of the community or if they actually like really do want to celebrate the community. It just comes off that way because the rest of the year it's like, where are these people for the community? Yeah. Um, and of course, I can't keep track of every single business, but that's, I don't know, that's just been my takeaway. But I think it was cool that it kind of, this year it went back to kind of like its beginning, right? Because how did we explain that pride happened it was a resistance Mm -hmm. to what which was like persecution and like we're kind of seeing that trend again today where we have a man in office who could very much like damage his community actually in texas right now governor um god i can't think of his first name governor abbott in texas signed a bill it was like the hb 265 or some shit like that Mm. um which basically bans LGBTQ people from adopting kids. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? It was signed by the governor. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, I mean, it's not Lord, just... It's Lord. not just the LGBT community that was affected, but it was a big portion. It was, like, any divorced... Um, any divorced parent couldn't adopt a kid. That's any crazy. LGBTQ person couldn't adopt. What? Yeah. Um, and this was just signed in Texas. And so, whoever vote for this guy, guys, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, really. I mean, I'm really ashamed of my state, unfortunately. And you, and like, guys, I'm so proud of Texas. But this moment, like, nah, like, that was shit. And I'm not supportive of, of it at all. But this is, you know, the only reason. Well, I you know why it happened, right? I'll tell you why. Because that's the only way. Like, they keep kids institutionalized because they make profit out of it. It's just like keeping people in jail. It's a system. You know, so they make a lot of money. So, actually, whoever is behind this governor, like, whoever company is supporting him, it's company that's probably providing clothing, 
like you know like doing the laundry for this the, the the orphanages you know providing the food so watch out for craft you know like whoever they're buying whatever the supplies they need are the people that controls this country you know what i mean and they want to keep people institutionalized they don't want to keep people free because the more people are in they make a lot of money yeah and the kids don't even get the treatment they deserve Oh, not at all. I mean, it's despicable. I mean, and I mean, all these facilities like really lack um, the proper um, care that they need. There's a word I'm looking for, but it's not going to come to me. It's like well, you said it right. The proper care. And another thing is like this. One thing that I said before that I think that's great that Trump it's in power is because it woke people to the fact that it's really important to pay attention on politicians and who is really making those laws out there at the end of the day are not the governors, are not the senators, are the people that controls the majority of things are being sold. Like so guys, watch where you spend your money. Where you put your money, that's your vote. That's where your vote is going to. So I urge people to really become more educated, understand what really goes on behind the scene, because we can change what's happening if we are educated about it, if we know how to go about it. You know what I mean? We can change a lot of things. Right. Well, I mean, in, in what you had just said before you started talking about the company, it's like Trump waking people up. You know, the whole resist march kind of went back to like Stonewall riots and why? Because people are on the verge of being persecuted once again, even worse than we are now. And so having a resist march was like a really cool thing to me. And I, I wish I could have been a part of it. Um, or I wish we could have been a part of it. Cause I thought, I felt like that really is something that sh- we should, we should have been a part of, but unfortunately it didn't happen. But just finishing my thought that I was going to say, if you guys haven't watched a documentary called 13th, uh, I have a veneer directed. She's amazing. Great visionary director. Female. Yay. Black. Yay. And this movie talks a lot about what's happening, like what I just told you guys. And, you know, there's this company called ALEC, which I forgot what does it stand for, but it's A-L-E-C. Uh, you guys can Google it and read more about it. Watch the documentary. It's only an hour and a half, right, Amanda? It's yeah. really powerful. It's a great and you guys will understand a lot about what happens in this country. So we can start changing, you know? Like, why is the, the people marching for? Like, why is this important? You know, you're just talking about, the, you know, the, the, the parade that we lost. We didn't go to. But, yeah, those are very important, you know. And there's a reason why people are doing it. So right. we can make a change. Right. Yeah, I'm just glad that I like pride instead of just like, I don't know, that there's a more political stance behind it this year. And I really, I really enjoyed that. Not to say that pride isn't like that every year, but considering like what the current political climate has been, I'm just glad that this community is really taking a stand and like, no, like yeah. this is not going to happen again. Exactly. Like we're not going to be a part of this. And There's a lot of people standing behind the guys. So thank you so much for yeah. really like not being afraid and, and feeling like intimidated because there's somebody out there saying like, you can't have this and you can't have that. No, we can. Yes, we can. I believe in Obama. And he said to everybody, yes, you can. So people don't, believe in anybody telling to put trying to put you down because of your race because of color of your skin because of the country you came from all this muslim ban stuff because you are portrayed as a terrorist like guys we want to break with all this stereotype bullshit you yeah. know what i mean like like people should not be treated like that so no, not at all yeah kudos to everybody that was there like honestly we're in full support of that march and wish we could have been there so anyway um this past week, um, today's now currently the 16th, I believe. I don't know. Yeah. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning now. Um, let me just Might be the 17th. Up. It's the 17th now. So five days ago was July 12th. Um, a very dark moment in our history, recent history, happened. And most of you guys know about the Orlando Pulse shooting that happened last year on July 12th. And we just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit just because we didn't get a chance to in our last podcast. And, um, yeah, I, knowing that we were going to talk about this, I, I started watching some videos again. And, and, I mean, I did on the 12th as well. But 
I don't know, it just really hit me. Like, I was watching some videos just right before um, we started filming this and, like, just thinking about what had transpired, like, really just touched me, like, in so many different ways. So we just wanted to talk about this topic. Um, Touch, like, clearly we remember this day. It happened before our pride. Last year was, like, the day before, and... um, I just want to know, like, how you felt about it. Like, I mean, obviously, despair for one, but, like, really, like, just in that moment, what were you feeling? Do you remember? I felt so disgusted about it. I felt like I had received a punch in the gut. Like, I was going to throw up, and it hurt so much. Like, I just couldn't believe it. Like, it just shocked me. It just shocked me, like, not only that, but because a month ago, I woke up and I always like to read the news and I'm reading like this this article about a man here in California up north that had like stabbed his wife to death and shot his son twice in the face and in the chest because his son was gay and the wife was protecting right and all of a sudden now he comes the pulse shooting and I'm like like first of all it made me remember the guy that I was so like because I, I read a lot of information all day long, but that information, and I see a lot of cases of people killing people every day, but it just took me in a way that I was just not expecting. Because after everything that we have gone through, after all these years and all this spread of information and the media, people, you know, preaching, not preaching, but bringing about awareness right of that acceptance how important that is somebody comes and stabbed their wife their loving wife they lived with so many years together and shoots their son in the face and in the chest like like that type of hate that what punched me in the gut and this guy just like just you know, and there's a lot of controversy about this guy. Some people say the guy at Pulse now I'm talking about. There's a, a lot of controversy. Some people say that he had some inclinations of being gay as well. That's why he couldn't accept himself and decided to take it yeah, on other I people. Mean, I don't some really, people say that, you know, that he's really related to ISIS because ISIS did claim I don't think that it's, massacre. I don't think we should really go into topic about um, the the guy who did it I don't want to commemorate him in any sort of way I think this whole memorial I I guess is the best way I don't want to say anniversary because it implies celebration or not celebrating this day Mm -hmm. Um, it shouldn't be about him it's about the victims and I don't want to sit here and speculate as to why he could have done this I mean of course, we always want to know why somebody does, does the things that we they do, but at the end of the day, we're never going to know, and I don't think there's... No, you're right about that. He doesn't need any commemoration, but, you know, that's how I felt. I felt like a punch in the gut. Right. Yeah, I mean, I remember feeling very sick, very sick about it, and devastated, devastated for the families, and I just, I couldn't help. Of course, we weren't there, um, but I couldn't help but think of... Just all these things that I had amassed in my life. Like, any time I'm with my significant other who happens to be the same gender as me out in public, I am always wary. Like, I'm constantly looking around. I'm always looking for a threat. Because at any moment, somebody could decide that this is disgusting to them and put a bullet in my head or stab, you know, my significant other and it and it, it's a constant worry and like just to think that I'm, I'm gonna live with that fear, fear forever and a lot of people who know about polls and suffered through polls and were affected by polls is always gonna have this sort of feeling like me and I think that's just truly devastating that we can never like go back from that moment like the sh- the shroud of safety that we thought was there is just gone because that was the one safe space for the queer community in particular the queer people of color community because in Orlando there's there's a huge community of Latinx population 
you know, Latinos, Latinas, and everybody in between. Um, And they were the ones that, you know, were taken from us. And I, I don't think I'll ever forget it. So, we'll be kid out again. Um, I just want to preface, I, I know we've already gotten into the topic, but I just want to, um, we want to be as delicate as possible. So, if we do say something offensive, like, I'm supremely sorry, we, like, that's not our intention. We really do want to make sure that when we talk about this topic that we're doing so in a respectful manner. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we don't, and I just like disclaimer there um i guess um but like i was saying i think the the illusion of safety that i had somewhat built over the years was like ripped away in that moment Mm -hmm. you know because like i said i i always watch what's going on around me and especially if i'm with a same sex partner Mm -hmm. when I'm out in public I'm always conscious of those around me because I'm afraid that something will happen Mm -hmm. even at the slightest bit of affection I could be holding my holding my partner's hand I could be hugging them it doesn't even have to be like in a this like lavish public display of affection and I'm a very affectionate person and I have no problem doing this with my male partners but with females I'm just constantly like on alert but as the years have gone on I've been less and less like I don't know, scared to be affectionate in public. And I think when that happened, it really, like, oh, my God, like, I do have to be... It was just, like, a dose of reality mm-hmm. in my face because, I mean, we live in America, and uh, uh, people of our community are persecuted all the time. You know, more often than not, people of the transgender community, I mean, they're victimized the most. Yeah. Especially transgender people of color are victimized very, very much. But... Even still, it's nothing, like, compared to the rest of the world, and I'm very thankful for that. Of course, there's work to be done here, but, you know, um, we're not Chechnya, right? So uh, I'm thankful for that, but it, it really was a, a dose of reality because we don't we ha- we have the security here where, you know, we know that we're not going to be handcuffed the moment we show affection to one of our same-sex, par- same-sex partners yeah. or, or anything like that, but... You know, at any moment, somebody could decide and say, you know, hey, I don't like you for who you are, and just, you're done. You know, and and that's precisely what happened, unfortunately. And, you know, we, we, 49, like, angels were taken from us in a singular moment, and it's supremely devastating, like, supremely devastating. And I think it really highlights, like, the need for what, we are trying to do right because the more visibility there is for this community and you already said it like earlier about pride you know you think it positively affects the community and i absolutely agree with you and you even mentioned the media as well like these are two very big factors in how people um build like ideas of a person you know when when they're faced um with the reality of like what an LGBT person is, which is a normal human being, then they're gonna be much less inclined to do Mm -hmm. things that are harmful for the community. Mm -hmm. And so really like my takeaway from this was like, you know, the need for safe spaces for the community is like at an all time high. Like really, if you think about it, it's only gay bars that are a safe space for the community. Like where do you go that's gay, Tosh? That's not a club. right? it's only a club that's it that's it (laughs) you know like there's nothing yeah for our community out there and i think there should definitely be one yeah you know and i think you know i'm not gonna go in the gun topic about this because that would take like a whole nother like 40 minutes but um the other thing that that i like really gathered from that was like there needs to be a bigger push from us you know unfortunately like we have to do the dirty work not Mm -hmm. the dirty work but we have to do the grunt work in order to make sure that these things don't happen to us because it's very clear to me that not enough people are invested in what happens to our community yet it's getting there thank god thank you for those who have supported us absolutely but we have to lay the groundwork 
unfortunately, for to get out of this like marginalized section of the world. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was, I mean, but truly like it, thinking about it like really just saddens me in so many ways yeah. and it disgusts me and it, it hurt me so much to the point that the only way I could like cope with it was like through writing, you know. So I did like this little song. I, I'm gonna show you guys a little bit at the end of the show. We'll put a little bit if you guys like it and want to hear the rest. Like we'll, we'll that's put right. It on you did little, put that song together yeah. after. Yeah, I remember it. So you guys can take a look, and if you guys like it, we can put it on a separate um, SoundCloud. I think. You know, the other things that we need to, like, make sure that there's a spotlight on is, like, the the aftermath of this, like, horrific event, like, really bringing up, like, post-traumatic stress disorder and, like, mental health and feelings about dealing with, you know, such a traumatic event. Like, um, we'll also be putting, at the end of the video, like, some, if, if you, like, need a, somebody to talk to you about polls, like, we'll... I'm going to provide a number. I have that all, like, set and ready to go. Um, But, like, the impact of what happened to our community. Like, of course, we can only speak for ourselves, but I'm sure that many feel the way we do about Mm -hmm. it. Like, I I, I can't tell you how many Facebook posts of, like, all the queer friends that I had saying almost the exact same things in just a different way. Yeah. You know? And exactly what I just said, like, you know, that illusion of safety was just... Just ripped ripped out of earth. Ripped. Yeah. And it really just threw, a, like, reality in your face that, like, you doing, like, basic things. Like, they weren't even out and about. Like, they weren't in a gay club yeah. of bothering nobody. Yeah. They were in their space, their safe space. And somebody infiltrated that and caused this mass devastation. And I really do think that we should be talking about, like, the effect of people who survived this aftermath you know like it's not talked about like i bef- yeah it's like this invasion it's like this gra- gratuitous you know act of violence you know it's like it's disgusting but yeah and i think you know one of the other things is like you know how do we promote healing in our community and i think that's something that like we all have to work together i think how we promote healing is with the prides you know that's why i'm so happy that the prides went on this year that nobody felt felt afraid of participating you know well it's funny that you mentioned that because um like we mentioned earlier um polls happened a day before our pride here in la mm-hmm. and last year i was actually working pride at the flaming saddles um which is a gay club in west hollywood flaming saddles come on y'all Gay name. Kissed all the girls in the area, all, all the girls, all hot. So snitched them all. <laughs> anyway, um, I remember we were discussing like whether or not we were going to actually hold pride. Like we didn't know who was going to show up. Yeah. You know, like we all showed up for work and like at fear, obviously, because there was like this mass panic that took place. Right after the shooting, like, what if this happens to other Pride, other gay clubs, this and that? Like, that's exactly my setting right now. I'm in a gay club. Like, I I sincerely considered bringing my gun to work just in case something happened, but I didn't. I didn't. So don't worry, y'all. I wasn't illegal about it. So cops, get off my back. Get off her back, cops. Um, but I sincerely considered it because I didn't want to be defenseless, defenseless if something came. And actually, what ended up happening... There was a bomber on his way to L.A. Pride last year, and yeah. he was snatched up, thankfully, yeah. by our police force doing good mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you, ladies and gentlemen of the police force. That day, like, you prevented maybe... Oh, I said been- snitched them all. I snatched them all. <laughs> no, you snitched on them, too. <laughs> but yeah, I remember hearing about this, and, like, we were working that day, and we didn't know who was going to show up. And, like, I swear to you guys, like, it was the biggest pride I have worked because I think everybody understood that it was so important to be to together, be yeah. to unite and like just bond in this moment. Like absolutely. And now I want to say something. I want to give like kudos to Ariana Grande for not 
being intimidated by you know the what happened in in Manchester you know I want to you know give my you know my healing prayers to all those people too because even though they're not gay um all types of you know atrocious act against you know human lives I feel like it's really bad and since we're just talking about it and we're giving props for people not feeling intimidated and you know not giving up the pride feeling I just want to give you know kudos to Ariana Grande for being like you know I'm gonna do this for these people I'm gonna help them I'm not gonna like back up right and be afraid and be intimidated and let these people take over you know what I mean because we're gonna win them with love there's the only way we can live win it's with resistance you know yeah no absolutely yeah i think everybody that um came together you know in honor of these souls you know that are that were taken from us like i was really proud in that moment like despite like all the fear and disgust and like um depression you know the day after like everybody stood strong and they together. tried to put a stop to it because the night before happened something in london bridge where like seven people died right before the concert Ariana Grande was going to have to raise money for the people. They had another event happening in the UK. People got stabbed. This guy on the bridge just like started like running people over. They even tried to like intimidate and put fear. But then the next day, no. Everybody got up. We're like, no, we're still going to go. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to say the same thing for people pride this year pride last year even in the face of you know that much of you know sadness yeah. you know they didn't give up you know the spirit is still there yeah know? no i'm extremely proud of our community and um you know we reach out to the 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 families and the people affected by this by this massacre like you know our our prayers our thoughts everything are with you yeah um, we're going to read off uh, the names of the victims um, here so off wanna, of our like, phones. You want to do one and I do one? Yeah. Okay, cool. You have the picture? Yeah. Like yeah. I said, pots and pans, guys. But Is we, it going to, the, the footage going to end or? No. We still got time. No, right? we still got time. All right, so you, and whenever you're ready. You go first. Stanley Omodovar, three. Amanda Alvear, 25. Oscar A. Aracena Montero. Rodolfo Ayala Ayala, 33. Antonio Davin Brown, 29. Daryl Roman Burt, II, 29. Angel L. Candelario Padro, 28. Juan Chavez Martinez, 25. Luis Daniel Conde, 39. Corey James Connell, 21. Tevin Eugene Crosby, 25. Dianca Deidre Drayton, 32. Simon Adrian Carillo Fernandez, 31. Leroy Valentin Fernandez, 25. Mercedes Marisol Flores, 26. Peter Gonzalez Cruz, 22. Juan Ramon Guerrero, 22. Paul Terrell Henry, 41. Frank Hernandez, 27. Miguel Angel Honorato, 30. Javier Jorge Reyes, 40. Jason Benjamin Josephat, 19. Eddie Jamodroy Justice, 30. Anthony Luis Loriano Disla, 25. Christopher Drew Andrew Lindolen, 32. Alejandro Barrios Martinez, 21. Brenda Lee Marquez McCall, 49. Gilberto Ramon Silva Menendez, 25. KJ Morris, 37. Akira Monet Murray, 18. Luis Omar Ocasio Capo, 20. Erlado Ortiz Jimenez, 25. Eric Ivan Ortiz Rivera, 
Christopher Joseph Sanfeliz, 24. Yelmeri Rodriguez Sullivan, 24. Edward Sotomeo Jr., 34. Shane Evan Tomlinson, 33. Martin Benitez Torres, 33. Jonathan Antonio Camuy Vega, 24. Juan P. Rivera Velasquez, 37. Luis Asvielma, 22. Frankie Jimmy de Jesus Velasquez, 50. Luis Daniel Lestat Wilson Leon, 37. And Gerald Jerry Arthur Wright, 31. May you guys, beautiful soul, may you all rest in peace. We should give a little, a moment, a minute of silence for them um, because one thing I was re- re- you know what really hit me when I was reading the name of them aloud a lot of these people names last names are like like this guy like justice you know and like this guy um, um, you know like justice you know like just the name like justice like you know like these people need justice you know what I mean so I'm gonna give like a minute of Dresses in. And to all the people in Manchester, we didn't read you guys' name, but you guys are in our hearts. You guys are in our thoughts. Um, I hope to God to never read a list like that again. So. No, it's very touching, you know, like all these people that lost their lives, you know, definitely. It's not pleasant. So rest in peace. And... That's about it for our podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for um, watching, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You know, like we're here, you know, to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Like, shoot us some questions. You know, we'll be more than happy to talk to you guys. Pretty soon, we're going to be having like a live call so you guys can call us and we can talk, you know, and you can just like we did with Rachel. I hope you guys liked the podcast that we did with her. We talked about Wonder Woman. You know, it's time for us to love. That's why I love the movie Wonder Woman. You know, like if you see something wrong in the world, you either got two choices. You do something about it or you do nothing. You know, like the guy said, he was tired of doing nothing. We were tired of doing nothing. That's why we're here doing something. Um, Thank you. My heart, my blessings stay with you guys. Thank you so much for this, and we'll see you soon. Yes. Sorry about the tears. Shit. Yes, thank you guys so much, and we will catch you for the next episode of the Inclusion Squad podcast with me, Amanda Moon, and Tatiani Amnoir. So thank you again for watching, and see you then. See you then. Bye, Bye. guys.